Welcome to No More Mondays, the podcast that helps you navigate career challenges through the wisdom of professionals who have been at the same crossroads. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with leaders, entrepreneurs, and employees who are here to share their practical, tactical advice and some inspiration on how they arrived at career and life satisfaction. From job searching and career changes to going out on your own, we are breaking down barriers and providing actionable takeaways to help you take charge of your Mondays and ditch those Sunday blues. Welcome to No More Mondays. Hey, everybody, and welcome to No More Mondays. I am your host, Angie Callen, and I want to ask you a question. Do you struggle to invest in yourself? Are you your own worst enemy? And are you in your own way? We're going to help you figure out answers to all of those questions and more importantly, what to do about it if the answers are yes today on this episode of No More Mondays, as I am joined by Daryl Bumpus Sr., a life coach and expert in self-investment. In an effort to help people get out of their own way, Daryl is all about motivating you to get to the next level personally and professionally, and you know how much this girl is into things like that. His experience in marketing, leadership, and business informs a very well-rounded approach to coaching, and I am excited for you and me to learn from him today. So without further ado, let's dig in and help me welcome to the show, Daryl Bumpus Sr. Daryl, welcome to No More Mondays. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you, Angie. I appreciate you having me. Th- appreciate you having me on your sharing your platform. And I'm excited. We were chatting just before we started recording that as I was reading about Daryl and digging into like, he's got like a ton of books and just, he, there's so much wisdom here. And I was like, man, what angle do we take? And and we're going to get into this kind of self-investment idea a little bit because it's a topic we have not really delved into here. But before we do, I think it would be great to give everybody a little bit of just kind of background and some context on you. How did you get into this coaching world and kind of what perspectives come with it as far as your background? How'd you get here? So, I had the honor and the privilege of watching my father take his last breath. So he was in the hospital, in his hospital bed, uh, dying of cancer, lung cancer. So I watched him take his last breath. And that made me realize that you can't take life for granted. You can't take time for granted. But it also shook my foundation. This was my hero. This was my Superman. So after going through this trauma, I began to journal. And with the journaling, I found that it was very therapeutic. And I suggest to all of your listeners and viewers to start journaling and release the uh, stress and the trauma that may be going on in their lives. So with that Journaling, I end up creating a book. The, we turned the journal into a book. And the book became a bestseller. And listening to my intuition, listening to my spiritual guys, uh, maybe even my father voice hearing me say that, Daryl, you need to share this with some with the world because someone else can benefit from what you have experienced. And that led me into uh, helping others uh, get to their next level and get out of their own way. I love that it was a very 
Well, there's several little pieces there. One, those big life-changing moments or events that really, uh, whether conscious or subconscious, trigger us to kind of take stock, give us new perspective. And that from that event came this kind of almost very practical, but in a way accidental methodology that ended up being a huge tool to so many people. And that's what springboarded the whole thing, which is interesting because a lot of people, especially in the coaching space, reverse it. And, uh, and later in, in, in the practice, they find the book that's the bestseller when, when you took something very organic and it, it spiraled in such an amazing way. Yeah, I had no clue that I would be in the position I'm in today. This was so far from the uh, goal that I had for myself. But again, things occur in your life and you end up uh, you can fight uh, the direction you're going in or you can embrace the direction you're going in. And I chose to embrace the uh, pivot that was occurring in my life. You bring up such a great point with this idea of either you can embrace it and ride the wave or you can just, you know, continually crash into it because everybody out there has heard me say this a few times that I think the other way to, to frame that is that you didn't know you were going to be here, but isn't that the most beautiful thing? And it's where you're meant to be and supposed to be. And I think sometimes we try to force being where we want to be and we set like overly tunnel visioned goals that don't allow us to kind of embrace or ride the challenges. It creates that kind of futile fight against them because we think we know the path we're supposed to be on when, you know, everybody is trying to point us in this direction. We're really like purposefully supposed to be. And I'm curious what, like in hindsight, you've learned because of that about yourself. Sure. What I've learned is, uh, Get out of your own way and stay out of your own way, right? A lot of times we, uh, so the title of my first book is called, I Know You Hear Me, But Are You Listening? And the reason why is because we listen, I, I made that to title is because we listen, we have these notifications, we have these alerts from our intuition. Just like everyone are quick to pick up and look at the notifications on their phones. But when we get the notifications from our intuition, we ignore them. We're really good at getting in our head and not listening to kind of the, the heart and the gut that oftentimes do like even scientifically do inform better decision-making. It does. Uh, it's usually uh, 100% dead on. At times it will tell you you know, you don't really need to be at this place right now. You should be focusing on your goals. And we'll say, we'll ignore and say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go over there. I'm going to. But while you're there, you're not focused on that because you're thinking of where you actually should be. And and that idea of like being present and, and being less distracted could not be a, a, a more important to spread it all over the world plastered across the sky kind of message right now because we're, we're more distracted than than ever. But as we as we kind of talk about this idea of getting it out of your own way, self-mastery, you know, self-investment, talk to me about why this is kind of so important and, and why we should be pursuing it. Yeah. So it's hard to commit to something when you don't know you don't have a destination. Right. So with me, 
I have, I've created a four-step self-investment method that will help your listeners. I believe it helped me. It helps my uh, audience and my clients. So the four-step self-investment method consists of, one, have a plan. Benjamin Franklin said, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Number two, eliminate your distractions. Number three, execute your goals. And number four, trust the process. Mm. The process will manifest progress. I'm sure, like I did, if your listeners implement these steps in their in their life and their business, they will have a huge impact. About 73% of people state that they are now conscious of needing self-care, especially because of recent quagmire or situations we just experienced, right? <laughs> very, very well put. I am like removing those words from my language, from my vocabulary, right? I love it. However, the uh, times that we just went through definitely shed light on the overall, I would say, unwellness we accepted when it comes to, you know, that whole picture of, you know, personal and professional lives and how intertwined they all were. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, whoa, uh, I need to do something about this. Yeah. Yeah, I had a moment that spoke to that point. I need to do something about this. So one morning I woke up, Angie, and I looked in the mirror and the left side of my face was paralyzed. And it still is. So I was diagnosed with Bell palsy. So the Bell palsy made me have a reset. It made me reprioritize my thoughts, and the things that was occurring in my life. It made me realize what was important, the bells and whistles or my peace of mind and happiness. Because you can always go buy more bells and whistles, but you can't. <laughs> you can't right. regain your, your peace and your happiness, you know, when the time goes to ascend. And, and so, one, thank you for sharing that. And two, you you bring up a very important piece and reality many people face is that oftentimes it takes a significant event to like it really does take that quite literal wake up call that that specific or precipitating event that that makes everybody go, whoa, I got to I got to do something different for some. It was the quagmire. Uh, For some, it is something family or health related in your situation. It was a few of those. But I also think that if you are aware and maybe proactive enough, you could be in a position to create that same like intentionality that comes from the wake up call without having to wait for the wake up call. Right. And that's, I think, where people like you and I come in to help people start thinking, you know, ahead of step to say, are you where you're at now? Or are you going to give yourself a smack in the face instead of waiting for somebody else to smack you in the face to get there. Right. So like my new book is uh, You Need an Income, Not a Job, 
The subtitle is uh, Stop Waiting, Start Creating. So that speaks to your point as far as stop waiting and start creating. Stop waiting for someone else to create your destiny. Stop waiting to be asked to have a seat at the table. Build your own table. It's so funny you bring this up, this specific idea of like uh, the perfect time, right? We have super perfectionist syndrome in America and everybody's like, oh, it's not time. It's not the perfect time. And I think this is just so funny. I always pay attention to recurring themes because I think that they're messages from people we're supposed to be listening to. Uh, And this morning, like literally today I posted on LinkedIn you know, is this the perfect, is this, is it, is now a good time to job search, right? Because that's a question coming up a lot in the current market. Uh, and, and I basically gave an answer that's very overlapping what we're talking about. And I just love that this is actually in the same day, having this exact same conversation is that there is no perfect time to do any of this because you will always find a reason or an excuse to keep waiting and not, and stop creating or to, 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 to continue waiting and not start the creation or the thing or the process or kind of whatever it is, sometimes those factors are internal, right? Oh, well, we've got another kid on the way or, oh, I've got a bonus in six months I want to wait for or, you know, oh, I got to wait until the house is paid off or as an external factor, a quagmire, (laughs) however you would like to define that, uh, a market condition or whatever it is, you will always find a reason not to. I think what we're here to tell you is let's find the reason to do. Yes, Yes, I, I always ask the two questions to my clients, and that is one, what are your goals? And number two is what are your distractions? So we can't can we reach our goals. Can we take those two things a little bit? We can. Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's lean into it. <laughs> well, what I was going to say is that you can't reach your goals until you eliminate your distractions. Right? So I like to tell my Uh, clients to draw a circle. And if everything that is going on in your life, if it doesn't fit that circle, it it is a distraction. So if you color outside that circle, it's a distraction. And the distraction can consist of family, friends, co-workers, acquaintances, associates. So many... Eating, TV. So distractions can show up in so many different forms. So we have to be mindful and tell ourselves, if it's not within my circle, if it's forcing me to color outside the box, then it's a distraction. So how do you distinguish between very practically? I love like practical things. So we're we're going to just get into it. So how do you if I sat down to go through that exercise, how do I distinguish? And we could use a very specific example if you want. How do I distinguish between something that should be colored inside the lines versus something that exists outside the line? Right. Great question, Angie. So let's just say you started out creating your podcast, right? And you're sitting there and you're focused on building this podcast building content, but you have a friend that may say, uh, I need for you to go to, or come with me to this event. If the event doesn't pertain to you making progress, moving forward, 
with your agenda, then it's outside the line. It's not benefiting you. But most importantly, we have to be honest with ourselves so that way we can be honest with others to be able to say, no, I can't make it. I'm not going to be able to go. So there's been situations in my life where I may not have been able to attend a funeral. Some people may say that's not a distraction. But at that moment in time, it was not in my circle. I wanted to be there. I felt like I needed to be there. But it wasn't part of my assignment at the moment. Which you also bring up the point that things may ebb and flow in and out of the circle, depending on what area of your goals or what specific priorities kind of stack up at a given time. And I'd love to go to the to the other point here. So you can't know your goals if you can't weed out the distractions. But let's say you figured out what's a distraction and what's not. What are your some of your thoughts on establishing the goal? Right. So uh, a lot of people come to me and ask um, I'm trying to say I'm trying to find my purpose. I wanted to talk about purpose with you, and I'm so <laughs> glad you took us there. <laughs> you took the carrot, Daryl. Good job. All right. Tell me more. Thank you for teeing it up. <laughs> so what are, what are my goals? What are my what is my purpose? So the exercise I like to use with my clients is look in the mirror for about 10 minutes or so and analyze your face, your body, your energy. And from time to time, if you go do this several times a day, I'm sorry, throughout the week, you'll start to realize that you are the purpose. Not these external things. You are the purpose. You are the assignment. And the minute we can understand that, the minute we'll start investing in ourselves. So all the external things are byproduct of us becoming the best version of ourselves. And I think all of this comes back to the idea of investing in yourself because you are your purpose. And yes, that may have output externally that does something for somebody else. But, you know, this is, ooh, ooh, we just went somewhere new for a second. It's really interesting because we talk a lot about purpose here, and it has become a very common theme in how people find satisfaction in both life and career. However, it it always comes, it, it, it has always been talked about before, and I think all of this is right, as this idea of we have a purpose in order to serve others. But what has never been brought full circle until right now, Daryl, is the idea that we do all that because then we're also serving ourselves. And that's that full cycle, I think, that leads to more satisfaction and fulfillment because we've invested in ourselves to identify the purpose, serve others through it, and then that comes back and fulfills us. Right. I agree 100%. So let me just say I thank you and I appreciate you for showing up for us, Angie. Right? Because- thanks. Well, by you being able to eliminate your distractions, by you being able to declutter your mind from negative thoughts and replacing it with positive strips, positive affirmation, 
you're able to figure out what are my goals because you can't figure out what your goals are until you eliminate that you declutter your negative energy and negative thoughts. It's very true. So I appreciate you for taking time of investing in yourself so that way you can figure out the goals. And one of the goals was creating this platform so that we can have some place to come and be inspired. So the answer to your question is, how do people figure out their goals? First, declutter the negative thoughts and the goals will appear. The thoughts, you know, I I was told a long time ago is that the minute you step away, that's why I love uh, your podcast, No More Mondays, right? Because I realized that the minute you step away from your distractions, the more creative you will become. Such as Mondays, these Monday blues people always dealing with. I'm not telling anyone to quit their day job. But what I am suggesting is that you declutter the negative thoughts so that way you can become more creative and start leaning into your goals. There is scientific proof about the power of positivity. And I and I, that can sound a little woo-woo to some. However, it is proven that if you're able to to shift your mindset to positivity and focus on what could happen instead of what isn't or what might happen or that worst case scenario, it's it's a little there's a lot of different ways to frame this. The abundance versus scarcity mindset or uh, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. There's a lot of different like studies on this, but in my opinion, they all distill down to the to that idea that positivity unlocks a lot of possibility. Oh, I just came up with a tagline for something. <laughs> Jim, write that down. Right. But that's exactly what you're talking about. That's exactly what it sounds like. The crux of uh, you need uh, you need an income, not a job is is this idea of stop waiting Stop being a negative Nelly. Get your head out of your you know where and start creating. Start creating. Start creating. And stop uh, focusing on what, like you said, could have happened, what should have happened, or what you would have done years ago. I always get that question. uh, If you can change anything in your life, what would it be? Nothing. Because you can't. Because you can't. So why waste time on it? And it would change my trajectory. So I appreciate the position that I am in today. If I was to change one thing, I would not be here enjoying this moment with you. So I would not change anything. There are goods and bad that occurs in all our lives. But I wouldn't change them because they were lessons. Lessons learned. Yep. Lessons they, learned. They put, us, they put us here. They literally they put, put us here. Us here, but in general, put us where we're at because I, I and I would uh, completely agree with you that you know of the shitstorm in life that we've dealt we've dealt with. There are things that that I'm like, yeah, I wish that didn't happen in theory. But then I stop and I'm like, but if it didn't happen, I would not have started this business. I would not. This it led me to working in my purpose. Is is where all of that led me. And just like you said at the beginning of the show, I think that's what happens when you 
embrace the ride instead of fighting the seatbelt constantly uh, is that you end up exactly where you're supposed to be. And everything that has occurred in your life up until that point was was there to prepare you to be where you're at right now. I totally believe that. And that's where if that's where if the purpose gets unlocked, holy cow, you're impacting others and then it's coming back and, and fulfilling you. So, oh, this is so fun. OK, so I I want to get into some little like some more practical stuff, very specifically around how does somebody start like doing everything we're talking about? Right. Like, how do you get out of your own way? Because I'm, I'm guessing I'm hoping we struck a couple nerves out there, especially when you said, hey, you can't change anything. So get over it and move forward. Right. So how does someone begin if they're like, OK, fine. I'm going to I'm going to get out of my own way. I'm going to invest in myself a little bit. Let's give them some practical steps, some of which I think we've talked about, but let's put it all together into like a little roadmap of an action plan on how somebody out there starts. Okay, so great. What I would suggest is before you can even think of your goals, you have to acknowledge the position that you're in. In this present time. And a lot of people right now are dealing with being burnt out because of the things that have happened in the past, things that are happening in the present. So acknowledge that. And being burnt out, some of the symptoms may be a feeling exhausted, uh, lack of energy, uh, feeling mentally drained, um, no motivation. Feeling stressed out, feeling self-doubt, feeling alone. So now that you're aware of the symptoms of being burnt out, now let's look into how can we recover from being burnt out? This is all a part of declutter, cleaning the clutter out of your life, which also includes being burnt out, being stressed out. So how do we recover from this? First, I would suggest meditation. If you can, 10 minutes every morning or even in the evening, but I prefer in the morning, meditate for about 10 minutes. Practice some mantras. You can look on YouTube and look at the uh, some videos that can suggest mantras you can use. Practice self-talk. Next, exercise. If you can exercise 30 minutes a day, it will do wonders for your mind, your spirit, your energy, and emotionally. Next would be self-care, which falls on the self-talk. Practice mindful techniques. Surround yourself with like-minded people. And most importantly, take a mental health day off. It is so imperative that we take these mental health day offs. Once you're able to reach that, now you can start focusing on your goals, your dreams, your ambitions. Now, when you come up with this goal, 
I want you to understand is that take the big goal and break them down into smaller goals where they will become much more manageable. Because at times we create this big goal, this big dream, and then we become impatient with ourselves because we're not seeing it come to fruition or at the speed that we would like to see it manifest. But if you take that big goal and break them down into smaller goals, they will become much more manageable. Now, while you're on this path to touching your dream, it is important that you do these three things. One, the three hardest things for people to say is, one, I love you. Practice that self-love. Number two would be, I apologize. Don't be afraid to apologize. Number three, which is the most important that I love, is ask for help. That's a huge one that people are not good at. And, and they'll even admit it. They'll say, I'm not very good at asking for help. And it's, it's kind of to a detriment. It is. It is. And I'm here to say that strong people ask for help. It takes a strong person to ask for help. People believe that if you, don't ask, for, if you ask for help, it's a sign of weakness. And that is so far from the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to know you're not good at everything. And so you have to be confident and strong enough to say, hey, I don't know this thing. I'm going to ask for help. And in some, and sometimes you may need a guide or you may need support to get out of your own way because you can't do it alone. And that's why you may be stuck in on a hamster wheel right now. Uh, but everything Daryl just laid out to you is, is all stuff that you have probably heard before, but you're hearing it right now because you're supposed to hear it in the way you're supposed to hear it. And I really encourage you to just start and you, and you spend the time is, I think, a really big message that you brought up with that idea of like, take the mental health day. You know, we it's actually like proven the more PTO you have. And if you have unlimited PTO, like people don't take it because of guilt and oh, my gosh, I won't be able to get it done. But you're you are like killing your brain with doing that. So you have to you have to first take the time and give yourself the space to be able to have this kind of introspection and reflection to get to know yourself a little bit more to be able to kind of set those goals and and begin working towards them, get the help you need, bring the right people in, take the distractions out, and you'll be shocked at where you're at. Yeah, I like to speak to your point when you said the PTO. So when my clients come to me and they say, well, I say, well, how, how are you doing? And they say, Daryl, I'm, I'm grinding. I'm, I'm, I'm out here, I'm grinding. And I explain to them that you have to understand grinding is to tear down. Focus is to build up. Yeah, I literally use a grinder every morning to take whole little coffee beans and pulverize them, everyone. Right. So I had to learn, Angie, that when I was grinding, grinding is like a hamster in the, in the wheel is just spinning and not going anywhere. So grinding is you're moving, you're busy, but it doesn't mean you're grinding is activity. Focus is productivity. When you're focused, you begin to see everything manifest for you. Can you say that again? Will you say it? Yeah, say that again. You're already with me. Say it again. <laughs> so grinding is activity. Focus is productivity. You hear that, everybody? I love it. Because grinding is futile, right? Indeed. It's just going to, it's insanity. It's going to get you the same place. 
Indeed. Same thing over and over again. Focus Indeed. is productivity moves you forward. Moves you forward. You begin to see the things that you are focusing on manifest come to fruition. And that's where then those interim, those incremental wins keep you going, right? Yes. Because if you're focused on some big, hairy, audacious goal that might take two or three years or longer to reach, which is totally, totally fine, but you just keep thinking about how you're not there yet and you're not focusing on the fact that you stopped grinding and now you're you're inching yourself forward, you'll stop. The book, The One Thing, is a great is another great book read for that. But mm-hmm. you that's a, that's the perfect point to bring that part all together of the idea of strive for productive activity aligned with the bigger goal and you will get there. Right. Right. You know, grinding, like I said, is just activity. And I experienced that because I was grinding, but I wasn't seeing the plans and the dreams that I want to come to fruition. And that led me to being able to ask my clients those two questions. What are your goals? What are your distractions? And what led me to those two questions is that one of my favorite books is The Celestine Prophecy. And The Celestine Prophecy says the problem in life isn't finding the right answer. It's identifying the right questions. Once you get the questions right, the answers will come. You just have to be alert. And that's where it all begins, right? Asking yourself this. We just came full circle. Asking yourself the right questions. Which from our conversation, I would define as what is a distraction to me right now is a very, very good first set of questions to take yourself down to get an idea of where you're at. Because just like you said, you've got to take stock of where you're at to figure out where you go. Indeed. I love it. (laughs) What are your distractions and what are your goal? Daryl, you're a wealth of wisdom. I love this. I could do this all day, but I should probably now ask you how people find you and these books, because I have a feeling I'm going to get an Amazon order with several books here very, very soon. Uh, Yeah. How do how do we tune into your wisdom? Tell us about the books. How do we find you? I know you speak all the things. Uh, Where do we get more? Uh, You can uh, find me at DarylBumpusSenior.com and uh across all social media platforms, Daryl Bumpus Sr. And to per- invest in my books, uh, you can go to DarylBumpusSenior.com or Amazon.com. I love the I love the, the the slip, but the invest in the books is an awesome way to put it. Because, I mean, I, we don't release the video, but as Daryl can see behind me, I have, I have the, the bookshelf, which was one of my small goals when we had a house. But <laughs> it is full of investment in paper. And I go back to these... I don't always read them entirety, but I love having the references and all those kinds of things. And we will share links to everything in the show notes. So it'll be at nomoremondays.info, both links to invest in the books, links to Daryl's site, social. Uh, He and I are connected on LinkedIn, so you can see us there. We'll fill your news news feed with goodies. And don't worry, everybody. We're going to get a little bit more wisdom out of Daryl before we say goodbye. So... (laughs) Here we go, Daryl. I want to know what your number one piece of advice is on what everyone out there can do to invest in themselves and get closer to career and life satisfaction. Okay. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. says, faith is taking the first step, even when you don't see the whole staircase. Take the first step.
Stop waiting. Start Stop creating. waiting. Start creating. Take the first step. Get out of your own way. Get off the struggle bus. And remember these words. If you are what you eat, then feed me greatness. There are so many good one-liners in this conversation, but that's the perfect one to end on. Tell everybody that again. If you are what you eat, then feed me greatness. What are you feeding yourself, everybody? I hope it's good, clean, wholesome food, mentally and physically. Daryl, this has been amazing. I have a feeling this is not our only conversation because I I could talk to you for about, talk to you about seventeen other topics. So we may have to do this again on a future episode. But for now, I'm super grateful that you shared your time with us today and lots of resources. Everybody, there's some great, really thought provoking stuff here. So I hope you'll uh, take it seriously and really think about that that idea of uh. Are you, are you, you're a biggest problem. Are you in your way? And do you need to invest in yourself in order to get out of your way and have a little bit more satisfaction? So Daryl, again, thank you so much for being here. I look forward to staying in touch, following your journey and everybody out there, uh, leveraging all of the, the great stuff that you have to offer. Thank you. I appreciate you. We always love hearing from people who are doing great things in their career and even better when they're helping others do the same. So Daryl, I appreciate you being here once again. And thanks for joining the No More Mondays movement. For all of you out there, I would love for you to subscribe to No More Mondays and leave us a five-star rating because stuff like that is really helpful to people like me. And also because this was an amazing conversation and it deserves five stars. If you want uh, links to all of Daryl's resources, his books, the uh, and, and to follow along with him, or if you want to leave us comments, feedback, or drop a guest suggestion, head on over to nomoremondays.info, and we'll see you again next week for another episode of No More Mondays podcast. Thanks for joining us for another episode of No More Mondays. Tune in next week as we bring you more insights and actions to help you improve your life and career. Don't forget, visit us online at nomoremondays.info to get all the details, show notes, and recommendation from this episode. No More Mondays, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by CareerBenders, Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit us online at careerbenders.com.